The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Thursday, December 1st, here to talk about some NBA topics. I know there's only one game on the schedule here tonight on Thursday between the Dallas Mavericks visiting the Detroit Pistons. But we'll get into some more futures here. We'll talk about some questions uh, that were asked to us in our uh, Discord channel. If you haven't already joined us in the Discord channel, I don't know what you're not, what you're waiting for. Just go to sg.pn slash Discord. Come join the conversation. A lot of great bets been thrown out every single night in the NBA uh, Discord channel there. Um, so, again, make sure to come join us there. But helping me to break down the one game and also talk about some futures. We'll get into some, some other topics as well for the NBA. It's my main man, Delonte Smith. Delonte, how you feeling, my man? Pretty good, man. Just mad about this one game slate. I don't know what they were doing uh, <laughs> with this slate, man. I mean, it's every team didn't play last night, so I mean, like, what's the deal yeah. with the schedule? Uh, but other than that, man, pretty good. Uh, just I guess we'll break this game down, uh, talk some future stuff, and uh, try to make a little bit of money. Yeah, man, it's weird. They'll usually at least get at least like two to four games on a Thursday night because they usually do like the TNT doubleheader on Thursday nights. But this game's not even on TNT here tonight. It's on NBA TV. So, yeah, I think chipped they, a little um, bit. I think they switch like whenever because it's so heavy with like football. I think when football dies down and starts playing yeah. on Saturdays, I think TNT will pick it back up on Thursdays. And then it's usually yeah. just two. It's usually just two or three games on Thursdays. But I mean, yeah, I can't remember the last time it was just like one game, like literally one game, and it's not even that enticing. Like, yeah. So boring. yeah, <laughs> last <laughs> last Thursday we had well we didn't have any games last Thursday because it was Thanksgiving and then mm-hmm. obviously it's football. And then this week, uh, it's only one game. So we got a little little chipped as NBA fans on Thursdays. But there's always stuff to talk about in the uh, association, Delonte. There's no doubt about that. But let's recap a little bit last night, and then we'll we'll get into some future stuff and then the questions we had in our Discord channel. Uh, anything that kind of stuck out to you last night as far as the association? Uh, I know some incredible point performances last night from a couple of players, but what kind of stuck out to you last night? Yeah, I mean, just what you just what you said, like uh, stars just being stars. Tatum, uh, he probably should have had 50. I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure he should have had 50. I think he had, like, what, like 41, like late third, something like that. Yeah. So, he had uh, 40, yeah, 40-something. 40 yeah, so uh, Devin Booker with 51. Uh, KD had, almost had 40 again. Um it was a, a LeBron had I think thirty eight and six, um, so just a lot of a lot of good performances. Um, Tatum, I know we're about to talk some futures, but Tatum actually moved in front of Luca yeah. uh, for the MVP, and rightfully so. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just like this Celtics man, they are like a freight train. I don't know if you remember. Well, you probably well obviously I know you probably remember, but this Celtics team reminds me of the twenty fourteen Spurs team. The team that uh you know the year before they lost to the Heat 
on that Ray Allen shot. Yeah. And they came back and they were just obliterating everybody. Like, yeah. like everybody, they, they were on a mission. That's what the Celtics team feels like to me, that Spurs team. And I, that Spurs team at the time, that was the largest margin of victory for a finals. I think they were winning on average about like 15 points per game. That was against, that was LeBron's last uh, season in Miami, I think. But that's what that that's what the Celtics team remind me of. I mean, they just and they're not even at full strength. Like, yeah. So that's scary. I mean, Celtics freight train. Like, yeah. I mean, look, they're deep, man. This is a very, very deep team. Obviously, when you have Jason Tatum front runner for MVP right now, Jalen Brown, he's averaging twenty six points per game. Malcolm Brogdon coming off of the bench for them. I know we briefly touched on that as sixth man of the year um, on on the Tuesday pod. Marcus Smart defending uh defensive player of the year Derek white al horford grant williams and oh by the way i did see some videos of robert williams working um you know full basketball uh activities uh-oh so hopefully he's back here there yeah uh-oh uh, that's exactly what it is uh delante for the uh, opponents of the boston Celtics. but yeah man look they're checking along they're hitting their three-point shots. Uh, this is a great system we've or we're seeing from Joe Mazzula, their head coach. So, um, yeah, look, they're sitting at eighteen and four right now, number one in the Eastern Conference. Last night, also, Devin Booker, fifty-one okay. points through three quarters. I was hoping that he would come back out there for the fourth quarter there, Delonte. Maybe could I got another seventy piece if he wanted to, like he had. If he, if he wanted to, I'm pretty sure he could. I mean, he was. Uh, that's probably as dialed in as I mean. Since Chris Paul has been out, mm-hmm. um, he has been like a more assertive. I mean, he honestly he has to, but like the way the way he's playing is like unbelievable. Like he's scoring like so efficient, and it's not just like okay, I'm throwing up like 30, 35 shots. You know, just ran. He's like being efficient when he's scoring uh, at this rate. So man, yeah, Devin, shout out Devin Booker. Yeah, I know he just had that one rough game on last Saturday, but he yeah, bounced yeah. back very, very nicely. Um, what was your last game? It was uh, – I, I forgot. Here, let me pull it up. I know Rail was on his uh, prop because uh, – Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, so, uh, Sacramento. He he was mad because uh, he yeah. threw a dud, and then he came out and, like, went off the night after, which happens. Yeah. It was uh, Monday. Uh, they played Sacramento, yep, and yep, he had it. 44 it. in that game. <laughs> 17 of 28 from the floor. And then last night, obviously, the Chicago Bulls uh, against the Chicago Bulls. I'm sorry. In 31 minutes, Delonte, 20 of 25 from the floor, six of seven from three point land. And he finished up with 51 points as the Phoenix Suns took care of business there. They got the victory 132, 113 uh, over the Chicago Bulls. Uh, anything else around the association from last night? Um, not really. Uh, also, I was reading some stuff about Lonzo, uh, with, um, with Chicago, uh-huh. uh, Billy, Billy Donovan did a presser, I think, or maybe, I don't know if he did a presser or, uh, maybe it was just like a, um, he was talking to the media, uh, after practice or something, but they were saying that like, he's, he's not as close as they wanted him to be. Like the pain is still there. He's not even ready for like contact or drills or nothing. So, I mean, that's gotta be frustrating for Chicago fans. I mean, that's, when he's on the floor, you know, like he's effective, especially defensively. So uh, I'm not sure what, like what they're going to do with Alonzo. I mean, I'm a Alonzo fan. Uh, I was happy we took him for the Lakers, man. We gave him up. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's pretty, that's, that's pretty deflating uh, for Chicago Bulls fans uh, being an injury. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it was just putting a lot of pressure last season on DeMar DeRozan and, and you know, Zach Levine was out. 
um, for extended amount of time when he was dealing with his injury. And DeMar DeRozan, we remember last season, he was playing at a very uh, high level, at an MVP level for a good portion of the season. But, you know, sometimes that's not sustainable. I think they were seeing that result right now for the Chicago Bulls. Uh, Zach Levine obviously is back. You have AC back. Um, this team is relatively healthy, but like you mentioned, not having a guy like Lonzo to run your offense and one of their better defensive players as well, right? Because if you have AC and Lonzo out there guarding perimeter players, it's going to be very difficult for opposing teams or at least opposing guards to score against that type of defense. And for the Bulls right now, I, I think they're going to be okay. I know they took the L last night behind a 51 performance from the uh, from Devin Booker, but uh, I, I believe in DeMar DeRozan. He's a great player, man. He's a king of the mid-range. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Zach Levine gets his as well. Vucevic has been looking good. They have Patrick Williams back as well. Javante Green has been a re- revelation for them off the bench as well. So, you know, they have the pieces there, Delonte. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too concerned about this Chicago Bulls team yet. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just like they they need that facilitator. Like, so yeah. like Demar is is great, but like he would be even better if, if he didn't have like if him and Zach didn't have to create everything off the ball. Like they have to create everything. Like they have to get everybody in the sets, and it's harder for them to get going. I mean, obviously they're great scorers, yeah. but it's harder for them to get going. You know, if they have to initiate and get everybody else involved. But if Lonzo was there, you know, he's a good distributor. But uh, but yeah, I yeah. mean, that's just something that I noticed. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm a Lonzo fan, obviously. So like. I just wanted to see him back with this team and uh, wanted to see them healthy. Yeah, 100%. Um, we saw the last or one of the last games last night, uh, the return of Tyrese Halliburton to Sacramento. It wasn't much of a game there. Yeah. Sacramento just took care of business from wire to wire in that game. Uh, they get the victory there, 137-114. Unfortunately, if you did have player props in this game like I did with Halliburton, he fell two assists short. Uh, of getting that uh, projection of 11 and a half. He played 25 minutes, was four of 13 from the field, finished up with nine points and 10 assists. Uh, Sabonis nearly had the triple-double last night. He finished up with 11 points, 10 rebounds, and seven assists. But, yeah, I mean, Sacramento was getting whatever they wanted on offense last night, especially in that uh, second half. They outscored the Indiana Pacers 75 to 66. So, we knew that defense was going to be optional last yeah. night in this game, Delonte, where the total was in that. I think it opened about 238 and a half and it climbed all the way up to 242. But right now, in hindsight, rightfully so, it looks like it. Yeah. Oh, it was one more thing I wanted to add. So, like, yeah. the, Pel- the Pelicans again, man. I think every time I'm on, I talk about the Pelicans. Like, even without guys, they just destroy people. Like, I, they're just undervalued. Like, if you see a player out for the Pelicans, I don't have the numbers in front of me because it's like, it's literally it would be like six or seven sets of numbers because of the lineups that they have. Yeah. Like, but they're just so deep. Like they beat and they beat a good Toronto team. Like Toronto is good. Yeah. And I think Toronto closed the favorite or or maybe yeah, like they did. One, I was on yeah. them last night. You were on Toronto? I was on Toronto last night. Oh man, yeah. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't want to bring it, want to bring it up. My bad. <laughs> no, you're good. But yeah, um, the Pelicans, they're just they're deep. Uh yeah. they they play Zion, his point forward. I know the uh the guys on the show yesterday were on his prop, this assist prop over. I think that flew over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like man, Pelicans are machine. Like they're machine. It's crazy, like they're missing BI and they're missing mm-hmm. CJ McCollum. They should be getting McCollum back in their next game, but he just had COVID, right? Yeah. Uh yeah. And then I, I did see that he was uh either questionable or doubtful. He got upgraded last night. Yeah. Uh, or sorry for the game yesterday. 
and uh, they ruled him out, but I think that he should be back in their next game. I believe they do play tomorrow. Let me just double-check their schedule here. Um, yeah, they have the Spurs actually on uh, Saturday, so hopefully they get uh, – the, they get yeah, they might not, back. They might not need him for the spot. Oh, they might not even need him. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so maybe another day off for him, or if he, you know, does want to come back in this game, and they just come out and take care of business in that first half. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, look, we were high on the Pelicans coming into this year, right? We talked about Willie Green, their head coach, um, and just having getting Zion back healthy, right? And I think that was the whole thing. They got the whole contract thing behind them. Uh, there's rumors a couple seasons ago of you know will Zion and Bi be able to coexist? I think that has really flattened out. And bringing in a veteran like CJ McCollum on this team at the trade deadline last year, I think you know really helped Willie Green get a veteran in that lineup, and also another guy that's a playmaker that can make shots as well for you, and also can handle the ball. Right? We see McCollum yep. when he was with Portland with Damian Lillard that he could also set up the offense for you and also bring the ball up the court for you. So. Yeah, man, I'm excited about this Pelicans team. They're right now obviously sitting in first place in that um, Southwest division right now. Yep. Uh, all right, uh, let's get into some futures here, uh, Delonte. I know we briefly touched on it in the Tuesday pod or on the Tuesday pod. And yep. you know, we talked about the Pelicans. We talked about the Sacramento Kings. We talked about Joe Mazzullo, the head coach of the uh, Boston Celtics there. But – you know, right now, I know I didn't see a lot of win totals out. I did see some division odds out as well. But um, what did you have as far as futures? Any win totals, any division winners? What are you thinking at this point in the season? Uh, so I got a few. So the first one, um, listen, I'm going to go ahead and get it out of the way. It's the Lakers that make the playoffs. I know, you know, I talk bad about the Lakers. But my logic behind it is, so right now, I think I was looking at, you know, a bevy of different books. And I think, like, the prevailing price was – like above 250, like I seen some at 250, 275, 285. So anywhere within that between 250 and 300 range. So my logic is, okay, we know like the top five seeds in the uh, West. Like we know they're gonna they're gonna be there. It's gonna be Golden State. It's gonna be Phoenix. It's gonna be Memphis. Uh, it's gonna maybe I guess the Clippers are like kind of borderline up there. But at the bottom, I mean, it's like kind of up. You know, up for grabs. You got the Kings, you got um, Minnesota, I guess, and now without Towns. I mean, who knows how they're going to look. So my logic is that at the bottom of the of the West is so wide open that if they get into the play-in, I mean, I think that's a pretty much a free roll. They're, not, they're probably, probably going to be favorites depending on what seed they are and who they play. But LeBron, AD, healthy, I mean, I would put that up against, you know, any of the bottom-tier teams to be able to get into the playoffs. So I think – Lakers at anything above 250, like two, 250 would be like my cutoff. Like if it's anything above 250, I would take them to make the playoffs. And um, I think they're going to make a move. I mean, you know, LeBron is notorious for getting organizations to make moves to help benefit the team. Uh, now, whether that's Russ or somebody else, I think I think they're going to make a move. So if they make the right move, then they could they could lock, you know be a seven seed. Uh, I know that's hard to stomach right now uh, with how they've been playing, but uh, I think that's a good bet. I think anything over two fifty with the Lakers is pretty good to make the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I know, man. I know. I know. I look the way that AD was playing. Um, 
when LeBron was out for those that stretch of games where he was dealing with the abdomen injury, right? I think that's the type of performance you're going to need from AD for the rest of the season, or not at that no, no, level. I, no, 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 I agree. I agree. 100%. And, yeah, and for me, I know like we know where we're going to get out of LeBron and Anthony Davis, right? But the question for the Lakers really just becomes what's what's around them, and. The, for that reason, it's like you don't know what you're going to get from that supporting cast every single night, right? Like, you, you, we know AD can go out and get you 25 and 13 rebounds every single night. We know LeBron can go out there and get you 20-plus points, 8-plus rebounds, 8-plus assists every single night. But, again, last, last night there was a stretch I was watching in that second quarter. I know they got the victory last night, did the Lakers. But Russ came in immediately in that first quarter. He... Went up for I think it was a layup. It hit the backboard, didn't hit the rim, and then he I think he jacked up yeah two three pointers that we know he's not going to make. His shot form looks a little better, but I mean at the end of the day, uh, it's just like I know they didn't have Lonnie Walker last night either. But I think where there's for me serious concerns about the second uh, the second or sorry the surrounding pieces and the role players for this Lakers team. We talk about the standings here, Delonte. Right now, if the playoffs started, uh, it would be the Utah Jazz, the Golden State Warriors, the Minnesota Timberwolves, and the Portland Trailblazers in that play-in bracket right there. Mm-hmm. Dallas, OKC, and Lakers, San Antonio, and Houston would be out. And let's say Lakers get into that uh, that play-in bracket, right? I'm expecting Minnesota to regress a little bit. I know they got a victory last night against Memphis, but that was more of a big get-up spot for the Minnesota Timberwolves because we even saw Anthony Edwards after the game say, hey, we considered them our rivals after what happened in the playoff series last year. So we're expecting Utah to regress a little bit as well. Uh, and then they started to, to regress, you know, uh, over the past, I think, couple of weeks here where they've lost now what? Uh, they lost, They walked out the victory against the, uh, the Clippers, but they had lost five games in a row. So I think they're going to regress a little bit. So maybe they fall out of the playoff picture as well. So, again, if Lakers can get in to that play-in bracket, yeah, anything can happen at that point. But it's that's all the same time we're looking at at the top five teams of, okay, Phoenix should be up there. Denver, Denver will be up there. Mm-hmm. A healthy New Orleans Pelicans team should be up there. Mm-hmm. I still have some concerns about the Memphis Grizzlies. As um, do I. As do I. Yeah. And again, the Clippers as well, right? Like it's We see Kawhi Leonard play for two or three games. And then he disappears or he's, you know, injury managed for the next two to three weeks. Right. And I think that's eventually going to catch up to them because you need to have that chemistry. You need to have that continuity with your players. Um, They did it last year where they won 41 games, I believe, and they got into the play-in tournament, but they weren't able to win the game uh, because they didn't have, you know, Kawhi Leonard. Sacramento, we're excited about. We're high about on them as well. Golden State, we'll start seeing improvements from them as the season goes along as well. So then, let's say the Lakers can get in at anything above plus two fifty. Delonte, I, I, I'll, I'll agree yeah. with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, look, it's, it's hard. And then, and and then here's 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 the thing. Like a lot of you know, before the season or like for the past like year or so, everybody's been talking about you know the Buddy Hield and Miles Turner thing. But I mean, Indiana's playing well. Like I don't know if they're going to be willing to trade those guys if they have a shot to you know get into the playoffs and. Yeah. Like, so that begs the question, like, well, who did the Lakers go out and get, you know? So, I mean, LeBron's going to make something happen. I mean, I just, we all know LeBron pretty much has say so. And so he's going to do something now. What he does, I don't know. Yeah. And as constructed, 
I don't think that, you know, they are a good team, obviously. But no. if they can get, you know, some a, a complimentary piece, somebody's going somebody's gonna to be willing to give up, like, something at the end, like, in the middle of this year. Yeah. Somebody's going to be – we always see it. It's going to be yeah. a surprise. Uh, something's going to happen. But can the Lakers capitalize on that? I mean, I'm hoping so. But, like – LeBron wants to take the backseat to AD, but AD just, I don't know what it is. He just doesn't want to, you know, take forward. I feel like he is more so deferring to LeBron when they play together versus playing like he was when LeBron was out. Like, if he played like that and just let LeBron facilitate and score whenever he needs to and, you know, be LeBron, I think the team would be a lot better, even with the supporting cast now. But he just doesn't take on that aggressive, assertive role when LeBron's in the lineup. I don't know what it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, anything above 250, I, I'm with it. Just hoping that something happens, like you said, the Jazz, the T Wolves. Um, you know, I think the Kings are gonna, you know, come back down to earth a little bit. Yep. Those three teams, like, I think the Lakers can match up with those teams and, you know, at least get it to the eight spot and then they'll get, you know, smacked by. Uh, whoever the one seed is, whether it's Golden State, Phoenix, whatever. But I mean, all we need them to do is get in. Yeah. Has LeBron ever missed the playoffs back to back years in his career? I know he uh, missed it. That's a good question. One year when With I think it was his first year. First Lakers, year, yeah. And um, then they bounced back and won the title the next year. I don't think he has. I think the only, I think he's only missed the playoffs like twice. Twice. So it, yeah, yeah. His rookie year and then um, uh, last year. Was it last year? So it was his rookie year and I think it was rookie year. And then his first year with the Lakers, I believe they missed it. Oh, yeah, so three. Okay, yeah, yeah. And right. then last year they missed yeah, it. Okay. So back-to-back, back, you know, I, I think, yeah, from what I'm looking at, I don't think that's happened in LeBron's yeah. career. So, yeah, I mean, look, if you find anything above three to one, you know, yeah. put, a, feel, put a pizza bed, put some beer money on it, and, and see yeah, what happens I would. At, the, yeah. at the trade deadline. Because I feel like, yeah, they will probably make a move. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, no, I, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Like, just, I mean, don't go crazy, obviously. But, yeah. you know, just find the best number, and, uh, and I would throw something on it. Because, I mean, listen, playoffs – if LeBron is like motivated as he, you know, you, you know, LeBron, he puts out the tweets. He, sure. he, going, he, he says he don't, you know, he don't hear all the noise, but we all know he does. So, yeah. and once he get into that mode, he's still LeBron at the, I mean, he's old, but he's still LeBron at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, and again, they, this team will probably make some type of mood move. Um, when it comes to the NBA trade deadline, yep. whether that's involving Russell Westbrook mm-hmm. or having to do something to make this roster definitely better around them. Yep. Um, the team that I was looking at, Delonte, here, whether it, that was going to be for win totals or for the division, um, it was going to be the Miami Heat. Ooh. For the division? Yeah. Okay. And, yeah, I'm, and I'm currently seeing – I don't see their updated win total for them uh, yet right now. But, look, they've gone off to a slow start here. There's no doubt about that, right? They've been dealing with – I mean, their injury report is is almost like rocket science every single day trying to figure it out who's going to be and who's going to be out. Um, and they've dealt with, I mean, so many injuries up until this point. Jimmy Butler has missed a significant amount of games. We saw Bam out of bio miss a stretch there as well for the Miami Heat. Tyler Hero is always in and out of the lineup. Um, but right now, I, I did see that their division uh, future or division uh, odds right now in that Southeast division right now, the Atlanta Hawks are favored at minus 125 and the Miami Heat are at plus 145. And if you're able to find a updated win total, I would probably take a look at taking that over. But eventually we know that this Miami Heat team is going to be healthy. You're going to have Jimmy Butler back. 
they're sitting at 10 and 12. They're not they're a they're tied with the New York Knicks right now for that 10 seed uh for the playoffs. Now Atlanta is 12 and 10. They're only two games back in that division. For the Miami Heat, they're eight and four at home so far this year. They're five and one in the division. The only troubling part that has been for the Miami Heat has been their road record, where they're only two and eight so far this season. And you take a look, like I mentioned at the at the roster here, they've played a total of twenty two games. Uh, Bam has played twenty of the twenty two. Kyle Lowry has been the healthiest. He's played all twenty two games. We kind of go down that list there. Uh, Delante here. Jimmy Butler has only played in 13 of the 22 games. Tyler Hero, 14 of the 22. Um, and again, Duncan Robinson, he's been coming off of the bench for them. But I, I think that this team, when they are healthy, this is one of the better or can be the better teams in the Eastern Conference. Last year, they were the number one seed in that Eastern Conference. Um, that was with Kyle Lowry, you know, being in and out of the lineup and dealing with personal things. And they still found a way to be the number one seed in that Eastern conference. I think they have a top three head coach with Eric Spolstra. And I don't think this team is afraid to make a move at the trade deadline to improve the roster. We've seen it in the past where Pat Riley has even came out and said that, Hey, if we find a move, that's going to improve our roster. We're going to be all about it. I know they're also still missing Victor Oladipo. He had flashes in the playoffs last year for this team. Maybe they get him back uh, and add him to this rotation. But I think Miami Heat right now, they've gone off to a slow start. They're still 10-12 and 12 with all the d- injuries that they've dealt with and guys being in and out of the lineup. They also do have one of the more easier schedules remaining uh, in the West. Sorry, in the entire association. I think they have a top 10 easy schedule remaining. So, I would. I'm. I'm still trying to dig up if they have an updated win total for this team, but also their division odds right now at plus one forty five in that Southeast division. Yeah, I, um, I don't hate that actually. I think I, I thought I seen the Miami win total. I'm looking at my notes. Uh, nah, I, I didn't see one either. Uh, whenever I was um, prepping for the show, but um, I I, I agree like one hundred percent with with your take because Miami, to me, I mean, coaching goes a long way at the end of the day. Like in the NBA. And Spolstra is a top three coach, if yeah. three to five coach, like no doubt about it. He's the only co- like this. I tell my friends this all the time. He's the only coach that wasn't fired when LeBron left. Like if you look at LeBron's yeah. career, like every coach has got fired except for Eric Spolstra. Like so, he is an elite coach, and I think once Jimmy Butler gets back rolling, um, once they get some continuity and some, uh, you know, some more. They need some more run together. Like they just, you know, people in and out of the lineup. It's like the Clippers. In yeah. and out of the lineup, it's it's too confusing. People don't know the roles. They don't know, you know, who's gonna play night in, night out. So once Jimmy Butler gets back, yeah, I I, I like that. I, I, I like that a lot, actually. I did see a 44 and a half uh for their win total right now. So right now they're what 22 games in. Yeah. Um, so that's what 66 games left. Uh they've won 10, I said. 30, so about 31. Yeah. So they have to go about third. No, they have to go. Yeah. 35, 35 more wins out of about what? 60 something games left here. So I think yeah. that's doable for yeah, this. It is. How long is, how long uh, is Butler out? I think it's just a day to day thing. Like he just keeps popping up saying, Hey, he's going to be out for this game. He's going to be out for this game. If they just don't really have a big timetable for him. Yeah. That's kind uh, of hard, yeah. yeah. But 
I think there's enough depth on this team all around. I mean, they have the shooters. They have they pride themselves on defense. And I think, again, with having a schedule uh, remaining for the rest of the season, that's 10th or 11th easiest where mm-hmm. they still have three games against the Pistons, four against the Orlando Magic, two against the Rockets, two against the Spurs, two against the Charlotte Hornets. Um, there's wins in there for them for this team to, you know, at least compete for the division. Yeah. Uh, and, and they play hard. Yeah, they do. They do. They play, like last night, even even though, you know, the Celtics, were, the Celtics were on the brink of like blowing them out like several times. And yeah. they kept fighting. They kept fighting. And, and, and you know, they just they're going to play hard. They're going to execute. Um, it just comes down to, I mean, they don't, they don't have their star. They don't have Jimmy Butler. And, you know, Bam is Bam. He's a North Carolina guy, so I, you know, I always root for North Carolina guys. So, <laughs> like, Bam, I mean, he does he, he does it all, but it's just it's a lot more on him to, you know, be able to score. I mean, he's not a scorer. Jimmy pretty much gets everybody in line. He sets the tone. So, when Jimmy gets back, I, I might take a, I'll take a look at that because I have some Atlanta uh, preseason to win division. So, yeah. Uh, I can hedge it out. I'm hopefully, hopefully, maybe like Jimmy Butler's out for like another week or two, mm-hmm. and they drop a few games, and we can yeah. get maybe like two, two fifty, yeah. plus two, two fifty, and, and I'll definitely take a stab at that. Do you have any more futures you want to give out? Uh, let's see. I have, I have two. So I'll, I'll, I'll make them quick. Really. Okay. So Brooklyn, I seen is ten to one to win the East. Now. Okay. Here's my logic behind it. Okay, so much like, you know, a lot of the other teams, they're going to get healthy. Like, they're going to get T.J. Warren back. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons is going to be, uh, I guess, I don't know what. It, He's only happened. missing a few games. I think this yes, is three I games. I feel like there's something wrong with Ben Simmons every day. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, but and he was he, trying to play well, too, though. Yeah, yeah he, he has been. And that, that was my logic behind it. Like, he's getting more comfortable in uh, being able to play. And uh, Seth Curry, Joe Harris is starting to look a lot better. My thing is, if they can stay – out of the way of Boston, like I think they got a shot to, you know, get to the fight. I mean, they were like a KD half inch shoot from toe, being, yeah, from away, being yeah. in the final, in the finals. So like I think it's I think it's worth a stab. And I seen like most of the books were at like eight and nine. So I seen 10 to 1. Um you shop around, you can find 10 to 1. I think that's worth a shot uh for Brooklyn to get there. And I mean they don't have to win it. You can get to you know the conference finals and you know hedge out. Especially if they play Boston, you know they'll be a dog, significant dog after what Boston did to them last year. Um, so I, I, I took Brook, I took a little bit of Brooklyn at ten to one, and um, also I took some Phoenix plus nine fifty to win the title. Okay. Th- that uh, prevailing line, I think I seen like numbers all over the place seven fifty, uh, seven twenty five. I seen eight hundred, but it's a nine to one. That's a uh, plus nine fifty out there. Definitely would take a stab at that. Uh, I mean, these guys are developing without Chris Paul. And it's going to give them confidence going in. It's the Jordan Poole effect. Like all these guys are getting all this playing time. They're getting all this uh, this good run. They're winning. So you know you always want to be able to correct things off of winning instead of off of losing. I hear coaches say that all the time. And I think that when Chris Paul gets back, and they're going to get Cam Johnson back, uh, they're going they're going to be a force. And I mean they don't match up well with Golden State, but everybody else they match up really really well with. Yeah, and plus nine fifty, I think that's a bargain. So I did. I took. I took plus nine fifty on Phoenix uh, to win. Yeah, I don't hate either one of those. I mean, that's uh, right now. Uh, KD's just playing at a whole other level. Like, exactly. it's are we shocked at what KD's doing right now? Probably yeah. not. I mean, look, we know this guy is is a machine scoring the basketball. He can rebound the basketball. He can also block some shots for you. I think Kyrie is a one guy that I need us 
see to take another step up um, as far as scoring the scoring the basketball because the kind of the inconsistencies of Joe Harris this season had kind of you know gives me a pause for concern. But again, you still have Seth Curry who's in this lineup. Uh, Nick Claxton has just been getting better season over season, game by game for this Nets roster. You mentioned TJ Warren. I think it'll yeah. still take some time for him to get uh, up to speed with the game, whether that's going to be 30, 40 games because he hasn't mm-hmm. played in what two years now. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. kind of the clay clay Thompson effect for him. But if he's able to give you a solid 15, 17, that's all you need. Cause he yeah. can score. He can score. Yeah, he, he can. can. He's a bucket. He can he can, yeah. yeah, he can score. He's another nothing North Carolina guy, man. Yeah, so I think that they're able to, you know, be better defensively. Head coach is not a problem right now either, right? They got Jock Vaughn in there now. The I think they respect him more. They, they do. I, I think that's why they they bought into you know some of his defensive stuff because they they're running some some good defensive stuff, and I see a lot of effort from guys who know like Kyrie. I mean, he he's not a defender, obviously, but yeah, I, at least he's trying. Like he's actually trying. Yeah, you know, they're actually trying to you know put together a scheme to be able to stop people. So I think they're buying yeah. in to, to Jock Vaughn more than they were to Steve Nash. You know, they were kind of over Steve Nash. Yeah. hundred percent. He had lost the locker room. I mean, yeah. I think at the end of the last, in the last year, when even KD mm-hmm. came out and said, Hey, pick him or me. And obviously they made the decisions of picking KD over right. uh, Steve Nash, but uh, with Phoenix. Yeah. I think this team, they're a wagon, man. And I think there's just something about this team. They just kind of have that it factor. And I, I still feel like, they are one more shot maker, or not shot maker, but playmaker away uh, mm-hmm. from uh, taking that next step. I know they made it to the finals a couple seasons ago, but uh, I think that for me and me and Scott have talked about this at volume. We just talked about this a lot last season, where we said they go out and get like a Terrence Ross type of player or an Eric Gordon type of player that comes off the mm-hmm. bench for them. I can provide that scoring punch. I think that this team, you know, they they definitely have that ability to get back to the Western Conference Finals at minimum and possibly make it to the playoff. uh, Sorry, to the NBA Finals again. Obviously, you know, Golden State Warriors are there. I I think that again, if they get that uh, that one more player for this team, I think that they can go ahead and and you know get back to the NBA Finals. And Mm -hmm. hopefully, Chris Paul is able to stay healthy. We knew that at some point that the injuries were going to catch up to him. It seems like that is right now, but hopefully he can stay healthy because when you have Chris Paul, obviously on the floor, especially in clutch time, yeah. um, that's yeah. just a huge, huge advantage to have. And I think a lot of players, even the head coach, I'd say he's just an extension Ooh. of the head coach on the floor. Yeah. Uh, I, honestly, I got a theory with the Chris Paul thing. I think that like he, if he wanted to play, like he could play, but they're like holding him back just a little bit, just so he can, you know, be a little bit more healthier. Like, I'm not saying yeah. that, they're, you know, they're faking it, but like, if he, like, if he really wanted to, like if it was a playoff game or, or do or that game. He'd be out like, there. I think he'd be out there. But okay. you know, he's older. He wanna, you know, get get some of that rest in and be one hundred percent. Uh I see somebody just said something about Chris Middleton. Jesus, Friday. Uh, let's see here. Some breaking news. Chris Middleton news just came out. Season debut on Friday. Yeah, he was on the bench last night. I know he went over to the G League, got some run with them. Oh, so it okay. looks like, yeah, he's uh, ready to go here for the Milwaukee. Yeah, um, I wanted to look at Milwaukee, but I mean, this is this is like too short. Like, um, yeah, I, I would rather probably play them like if I mean, like when they get to the playoffs to see their path. But yeah, yeah, I mean, that's that's big for them. And that's really big for them. Yeah. Um, all right. So one more one question that we did have in the uh, Discord channel. Then we'll. This is a good transition into the game. Cam uh, Cam Kerr, the producer for the uh, Golf Gambling Podcast, he uh, asked the question: How many titles do we think Luca 
is going to win in his career. Mm. I'm going to set the over under at one and a half here. Uh, Delonte, what do you uh, think? I would probably go under. I mean, just simply because of, I mean, now a lot of things can change, obviously, you know, with pieces moving around, they could get somebody, uh, another superstar, but as constructed, I don't know if he, he probably wins one. If that, if that, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to win championships. And especially he's in that Western Conference. So, like, the Suns, they're, they, I mean, even when they get rid of, I mean, when Chris Paul decides to, you know, hang it up, uh, they're yeah. still going to be up there. Memphis is coming. Um, like, I don't know. Like, Luka is great. Like, he is. But the, you know, supporting cast around him, I don't know if, I don't know That's, if he'll be able to carry them that far. I mean, they, yeah. you know, they got, they got a, you know, a few lucky bounces uh, last year. Um, and that's not to take anything away from you, but I just don't know as constructed if they can win multiple titles. Uh, that's exactly what it is for me too. I think that in, in today's NBA, you need to have a second and third guy got to, uh, on your team. We saw it with LeBron when they won with Miami, obviously that, that, that big three there, but we've seen it with golden state where, they they have their big three, but that was a, a a team that they drafted and they constructed with Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Clay Thompson, right? Obviously, they had those two titles with Kevin Durant as well, where they kind of really didn't need him. It was just a, a more like a cherry uh, on top of that cake for them. But I mean, the way they proved it again last year, did the Golden State Warriors that you know with the big three that, that they currently have. Uh, you can get it done, but you need to have that secondary and third player. But even last year, uh, Delonte, for the Golden State Warriors, Clay Thompson was coming back from the injuries, and he didn't even look that good, and they were still able to find a way to win the NBA title. And, and I think that's just an, a testament to how good this organization is, is mm-hmm. that bringing in players and drafting players and also players that – just do their job, right? We know Steph mm-hmm. Curry, one of the best players in the world. Draymond Green, we everybody knows your role on this team, and the offense that they run is just what really helps this team, you know, be who they are and and just the success that this Golden State Warriors team has. So, kind of just going back to the Dallas point is that they're going to have to bring in another player next week. Have to. Have I don't. I don't think Christian Wood. Christian Wood could be that number three guy, but I think they need a another legitimate star slash all-star slash superstar player next to Luka because right now it's pretty much Luka averaging 33 points per game for this team. They're sitting out of the playoff picture right now. Again, we're only about 20 games in. We saw what they did last year, but for them, I still think they need that second or a second player alongside Luka for them to win the title. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And I'm actually like, I don't know who would want to go play with Luka. I mean, he's so ball yeah. dominant. Like, his, I mean, he's good. He's great, actually. So, you know, yeah. He's he has to have the ball in his hand. I'm not sure like who would want to go and play with him, knowing that his usage rate is like he he's like on pace right now to have the highest usage rate in NBA history. Yeah, like, and I'm kind of like surprised because you know growing up I was a big Jason Kidd fan with him, Kerry Kittles, Keen Martin, uh, Richard Jefferson. Like when they were playing, like they were like exciting. So I don't understand why they don't play. Well, I kind of do understand because they don't have the personnel, but. Like, I don't understand why Jason Kidd is not, like, you know, trying to transition into, you know, more high-paced and, you know, passing. and Because yeah. they did they did all of that whenever he was in New Jersey. So I thought that, you know, he would 
maybe implement that more. Now, maybe it's, you know, he don't got the right soldiers, which, I mean, you know, can't blame him. I'm not sure if Luca is capable of doing that. Um, I'm not, I, I just, I, I don't know. I mean, and then they bring Kimba in. I'm, I don't even know what the hell he's going to be bringing. <laughs> like, so I, I don't know. I mean, I would probably, I would probably, honestly, I would probably bet on the Warriors winning two more titles before Luca wins one. To be oh, honest, with you. okay, all yeah, right, I, I would, I would, because I mean, like if you look at what what uh, Steph Curry is doing, like he's not getting enough credit for what he's doing. Like he is like unbelievable every night. Like passing, he is like rebounding at a lot better rate, which he's always been a good rebounder. Yeah, like he's being more on a facilitating end. Um, and then you know they got two. They got two lottery picks that, you know, one is in a G League. And I yeah. mean, Kaminga, you know, he is, I mean, he's he's a kid still. So he's getting used to, you know, they don't know how to play winning basketball, basically. They don't know how to play Golden State basketball just yeah. yet, which yeah. is why Wiseman is, is where he is and yeah. why they're bringing Kaminga on. A, the only difference between Kaminga and Wiseman is Kaminga, like, he's versatile in playing, like, defense. Like, he yeah. can guard, you know, the guards, he can switch. So that's why he is still, you know, where he is now. Yeah. But like, if you think about it, like Golden State, they could they could land another, you know, they could land another, you know, tier, you know, two or three star, and you know, go on another two to three year run. Now, the only caveat is if they get rid of Draymond, I don't know. Like people, you know, yeah, I think Draymond makes them go. Like Draymond's an engine. Yeah, like, and we've seen it. Like when he didn't play uh, in that game six, they, you know, they they lost. Yeah. And when he played in game seven. I mean, they were a Steph Curry pass away from three P. So, yeah. like, they got to. They, I think they know the importance of Draymond. They got to keep him. They got yeah. because he makes them go. Like he got, he has the intensity. He puts everybody in place. But uh, yeah, I, I would probably, I would say, I would go under one and a half. I think he'll get one. I mean, he's a great player. It, they they just got to do something. The league is it's not getting any like it's ta- the talent that's coming into this league every year is incredible. Like it's something like we've never seen before. Like every yeah. year, it's talent. And then you know, when Miyama is coming in, Scoot Henderson, yeah. some college guy. Like it's it's gonna get like it's not gonna get better for for Luca as far as competition. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, hundred um, percent. All right, before we get into the actual game here tonight, let me tell you guys about our presenting sponsor here, WinBet. For ready to win money and boost your odds, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Looking to get involved in the same game parlay? WinBet has your home with their WinBet Build Your Own Bet, letting you customize the bet you want to make. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet, and WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to win? And play, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. There's so much to choose from. And all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offers of to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you're somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Delonte, one game on the schedule here tonight. We'll go through the side total, maybe throw out some player props. We'll also give you a uh, same-game parlay here for this game as well uh, from win bet, build your own bet. So we'll give that out as well. Um, but let's start with the lines here. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks opened up as a six-and-a-half-point road favorite. That number has now been bet up to minus eight. 
over on WinBet. Total is sitting at, let's see here, 220 and a half for this game. I'm starting to see some 221s pop up for uh, this game. Looking at the injury report here, let's start with the Dallas Mavericks. Pretty clean injury report. Everybody is a go. For the Detroit Pistons, uh, Marvin Bagley the third is mm-hmm. available. Uh, Bogdanovich is also available to play here tonight, as is Isaiah Stewart. The only questionable tag here tonight is going to be Jaden Ivey, who's dealing with right knee soreness. And we know Kate Cunningham is going to be out for a while as he deals with the left shin injury. Dante, let's start with the side here, my man. Minus eight and a half for the Dallas Mavericks on the road here. Kind of looking at some of the ATS stats here. This team just has not been very good against the spread. They're 5-14 and 14 overall. Uh, they're 2-6 and six against the spread on the road. 1-2 uh, and two as a road uh, favorite. Sorry, 1-4 and four again, uh, on the spread as a road favorite. Uh, what are you thinking about the spread here as the Dallas Mavericks are laying eight points in Detroit? Uh, yeah, I lean to Detroit uh, with the points. Um, I also lean to the under. I mean, I know we ain't talked about the total yet, but yeah, I would lean to the dog and under. Um, both teams play slow pace. Uh, the, I think the Mavericks have the slowest pace in the NBA, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but the Pistons, uh, I, I think, I think so. The last time I checked, um, their pace was really slow. Absolutely, um, yeah, they're dead last. Yeah, so and the Pistons aren't. I think they're bottom like seven or eight also in pace, uh, especially without Cade. And uh, Ivy's been out, so uh, you know they have they have to rely more on Bogdanovich running the you know the ball screen uh, with Stewart and Bagley. Um, but lately, uh, Detroit has been playing a lot better basketball. Like they're six two, they're six two and two last ten ATS. Um, as you said, you stated the uh, stats about Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would lean to Pistons simply because I think it's going to be a slower paced game uh, usually. You know, tends to lean to the underdog. Mavericks coming off that big win. Um, you know, be they'll be able to take them a little bit light. They'll, you know, but all in all, I think the Pistons have just been playing a lot better as a dog. Um, so I'm inclined to take the points with Detroit and lean to the under. Yeah, uh, looking at the side here, I agree with you. I do like the Pistons here tonight. Um, I mean, we said the numbers there, right? Dallas wins games, but they're having a hard time covering the spread. Uh, so far this season um, take a look at the just a straight up record as well for the Dallas Mavericks uh, so far this season uh, overall their record is at 10 and 10 um, but on the road so far this year they're just one and seven straight up uh, are the Dallas Mavericks Detroit we knew that you know some people were high about this team coming into the season they're only five and 18 um, they are three and seven at home I know I had them on, I think it was a Monday game, uh, or sorry, it was a Tuesday where they took on the New York Knicks and they just yeah. got obliterated. But um, getting Bogdanovich back obviously only helps the offense, like you mentioned, and having someone, uh, a veteran on the floor for this young team. Hopefully, Jay Nivey can, can come back sooner rather than later for this Detroit Pistons team. But I think as far as tonight, I'm going to you know take the home underdog here, plus yeah. the eight points. Just for the simple fact as well that, like we talked about, Dallas Mavericks has just been struggling on the road here um, uh, where they are, like I mentioned, one and seven straight up. Um, so I think they get the victory, but I think it might be by a five to six point game. here. I think eight is a too much here, Delonte. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I mean, it's just like, I mean, they've been playing a lot better 
like six six of the last ten they've covered, um, mm-hmm. and then with with two pushes, and they I think their schedule it hasn't been like you know like cupcakes. They've been playing some pretty decent teams that they've been covering. Yeah, um, but they stuck in there with the Knicks for like a, a half, but you know they just got obliterated in the in the end. Um, but yeah, I would lean to I would, I would lean to the Pistons thinking that they come out and hit a few shots. Um, they get some momentum. And uh, like I said, Dallas off that big, big win. Uh, not sure if they'll be able to hit as many shots because down the stretch against Golden State, they had a lot of they had a lot of big shots. Everybody but fucking Reggie Bullock. Everybody <laughs> was hitting the shot, but him. And there was this uh, note that came across right before that game started that Tim Hardaway Jr. was going to start in front of uh, Reggie Bullock, and I was yeah. like, at that point, we were just done. Man, I was like, yeah. Man, I don't even want to talk about it. Like <laughs> he, he was, and he, and he got three good looks wide open. I mean, at least yeah. he had one of them. Like he, yeah. I, I don't know what, and now I don't know if he's even going to be playable. Yeah, um, even in that rotation right now, yeah. especially when the guys are all healthy. Uh, any player props you're looking at in this game, if any, for this uh, uh, matchup? I look for Bogdanovich over. Okay. Uh, I, I got Bogdanovich over. Uh, I got a couple in my um, same game parlay, but I would. That's okay. one of the ones that I would look at. Uh, I would also look at. Um, Tim Hardaway threes, like you said, he's getting more playing time. He's mm-hmm. coming back from that injury, looking a lot better. Yep. I also would look at um, some, maybe some Luca Luca unders. I know it's scary, but just think like if it's like a, a if it's like a blowout. Like mm-hmm. I mean, I'm hoping it's not, but if it's a blowout, I mean, I'm pretty sure Jason Kidd will sit him. You know, yeah. The rest, the rest of them up. Um, and I think that's his number is going to be like what thirty one. 30 and a half. Uh, his points right now, I am seeing it at 31 and a half. Yeah, I didn't see it um, when I uh, was prepping. I didn't have him up. But yeah, I like, I don't think he's going to be, uh, you know, as aggressive as he normally is simply because, I mean, it's the Detroit Pistons at the end of the day. He's not, they're not going to get up for, you know, the Detroit Pistons after what they just did at home um, against Golden State. So yeah, I would uh, look for Luca under. Um, I mean, don't, you know, don't unload on it, but uh, I would take something small on it. But the two that I like the most are uh, Bogdanovich over and Tim Hardaway, uh, maybe two plus threes, maybe. Sure. Yeah, I, yeah. I like that. I like that. Uh, all right. So let's get into our same game parlay here for this game. Uh, I'll let you lead it off here. What do you got? Yeah. So uh, we're going to start it off. We're going to go with uh, what we both like. We're going to go with the total. Under 220. Now at Wimbit, they have different options to where you can choose yeah. the total of your choice. So uh, I chose 220. I chose the you know 221 and a half. Um, at the time when I looked, that's what the total was, and it's uh, fell a little bit. So I still like it under 220. But you get to pick whatever you want. But just for mine, I did under 221 and a half. I uh, did Detroit plus eight and a half. Um, I have Tim Hardaway Jr. two plus made threes. Mm-hmm. Bogdanovich 20 plus points and Bagley 24 plus points and rebounds combined. Okay. That pays 50 to one. So Ooh. bet a hundred, bet a hundred dollars win 5,000. And I think that's, you know, it's not like, it's, it's, it's possible. It's not preposterous. Like that any of that stuff can happen, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. So I, I took a little, uh, a little pizza money on fifty to one for that for that to happen, just to have a little bit of action for tonight. Being that you know we only got one fucking game. <laughs> Jalanda is so upset that we only got yeah, one game here like, tonight. <laughs> I thought I thought I loaded my screen up and I'm like, wait, is did I have like conference or like something to put on my like no, it's just yeah. one game. 
Yeah, because I, I I was like after the games were over last night, uh, I was looking at it and I was like, uh, yeah, there's only one game on the schedule here. Usually on like I mentioned on Thursdays, we get at least three to four games. Right, but it right. is what it is. It is what right. it is. Um, all right, for my uh, same game parlay, not as exciting as Delante's here at fifty to one, but I had to. I don't know why the. Um, the Dallas Mavericks props just came off the board. I didn't see any news about you know any guys being out here, but oh yeah, me either. I just uh, I prepped that um, earlier. I just thought I thought that all these things kind of correlated, honestly. Yeah. Because if Dallas, I mean, if uh, Detroit wants to be competitive, Bogdanovich is going to have to shoot well. Yeah. Um, if I agree, you know, if, if Luca's down a little bit, uh, Tim Hardaway is going to step up, make some shots. I mean, yeah, so, yeah, I think okay. that's possible. Uh, all right, for mine, I am gonna go. Let's go with the. I'm gonna go Bogdanovich with you at over 18 and a half. Mm-hmm. Also, like the Pistons to cover the spread here tonight at plus seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Bogdanovich to make two or more three pointers here tonight. Isaiah Stewart over seven and a half rebounds here tonight. I like that. He's had some like good success, yeah, against the. Dallas Mavericks. He's faced him four times in his career, and he's had double-digit rebounds in three out of the four games. He's at 10, 15, and 14. So you know what? I'm going to pivot here a little bit. I'm going to take that off, and I'm going to try to see if I can find a double-double for oh, yeah. um, Isaiah Stewart here tonight. Maybe that spices up the odds here a little bit. Give me a second. Uh, let's see. Stat combos. That should get you up there. That should get you up there. Yeah, it's not letting me. Fall. Here we go. All right, there we go. All right, um, and it doesn't let me put it in. All right, there we go. All right, so I'm gonna go Bogdanovich over eighteen and a half points. Pistons plus a seven and a half. Bogdanovich two or more three point shots made, and then Isaiah Stewart double double. It comes out to around nine to one. So not not as exciting as yours, Delante, but hey, at nine man. to one, I think it's possible to get this done here tonight. I think I think those those is all. Are possible. Like, I mean, it's, I mean, you know, some people throw the crazy parlays in, like Pistons winning by 10 plus. I mean, it's kind of like in left field, but I think this is more advantage, uh, same game parlay if you can, you know, call it an advantage. So. Yeah. And even if I take up, um, Bogdanovich to score 20 or more points here tonight, uh, let me see if I can take that off because that's a plus price. No, well, it's not letting me. All right. We'll stick with the nine to one there. Um, well, we can't give much of a lock and dog here, but if we <laughs> want to pick one, like one best bet here, Delonte, whether it's a player prop, side total, um, anything that we've kind of put together here, what would be your best bet for this game tonight? Uh, that Bogdanovich over. You said it was eighteen and a half. His points, yeah, eighteen and a half. Yeah, right I now. mean, I would, I would take him over, uh, especially with um, Ivy. Be, Ivy's still questionable, correct? Yeah, he's questionable. Yeah, so I think he's going to run more to offense. Uh, he's going to hit a lot of threes off them scre- off the screen and rolls. Dallas usually plays a decent amount of drop coverage. I mean, they play drop coverage on Steph Curry, and we've seen what happened with him. I mean, now I'm not saying Bogdanovich is Steph Curry, but just the defensive schemes that they run. So if they run drop coverage on Bogdanovich, I mean, he's going to get a lot of attempts up. And, I mean, all we need him to hit is a couple of them. So I would yep. look at Bogdanovich over 18 and a half. And uh, also take, like like you said, I mean, I don't want to steal your thunder if you're going to take this, but the, the three-point props for Bogdanovich, too, I would look over on that as well. 
Yeah, I know he hasn't hit a lot over the past five games here, yeah. or you know, but I, I think there's an opportunity where he he's gonna have to put up points here tonight for the Pistons to stay competitive in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, for my best bet here or lock, you want to say I'm gonna go with Isaiah Stewart over seven and a half rebounds here tonight. Uh, you know, we talked about Dallas not really have the size inside. Uh, you know, when Christian Wood is even out there, he usually likes to hang around that three-point line and gets his shots from there. But I think Isaiah Stewart can uh, rebound the basketball here tonight for the uh, Detroit Pistons. Seven and a half. Things a little con- uh, conservative here. I think he can get into the realm of eight to nine rebounds here. Wouldn't be surprised if he does get 10. So if you want to sprinkle on that double-double for him tonight, plus 370, I think that's a possibility as well. But for my best bet for this game, uh, I do like the Pistons, plus the 8, plus 7.5, where you can find it, the best number. And also uh, Isaiah Stewart over 7.5 rebounds here tonight. Delonte. Yep. Uh, I'll throw something on Bagley double double as well because inside, you know, Dallas is kind of weak. So I would look like I like that. Um, I like that prop. I might actually parlay um, double double for both Isaiah Stewart and uh, Marvin Bagley just mm. just just to have something. Mm. All right. Okay. All right. That's gonna do it for this edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast. Uh, again. One game on the schedule here tonight, but we talked about some futures, uh, talked about Luca. Uh, so hopefully you guys can you know go out and make some future bets, uh, and we'll try we'll kind of try to continue doing these future bets and and exploring other markets when we have only a couple games on the schedule, usually on Tuesdays or Thursdays. So uh, we'll try to get that going for you guys uh, as we kind of progress through the season here. All right, uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter at sportsnerd824. Follow. Uh, Delonte, Delonte, what's your handle, my man? Uh, at XXLONTEXX. Uh, yeah, I'm up there. We in a Discord as well. Um, yep. you know, if you want to get out some, you know, some other picks, I mean, it's kind of early that we're doing the show, so some of the numbers aren't always up. So, uh, if you want to, you know, catch us, you know, giving out some other picks, uh, you know, follow us in the Discord. Yep, 100%. Make sure to get into the Discord, sg.pn slash Discord. Get in there. Come join the conversation with us. And if you haven't already, please leave us a rating and a review. We'll definitely shout you out on the show as those uh, filter in for us. All right. Uh, Scott and Terrell will be back tomorrow for the uh, Friday schedule. Till then, good luck with your picks. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.